They say that I'm right wing. What they really mean is I've been right so far. 98.7% of the time. I suppose the percentages really don't matter. What does matter, however, is that I live rent-free in the head of every redcoat. And it's going to continue this morning. Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Everything we've read over the past two weeks has been how terrible it is that the House Freedom Caucus votes as a group. That's what they want you to believe. And they don't even want you to think about the possibility that perhaps they vote as a group. Over 75% of the roll call votes that were taken during the 2023 general session had a vote tally of 36 to 26. A group of 36 on one side, that's 31 Redcoats and 5 Democrats. And then on the other side, 26 Conservatives. It would appear that there are two groups. But if you listen to the logic of the insipid Wyoming media, they want you to believe that there's only one of those groups that's voting in lockstep. The rest of them are, quote, traditional Republicans, end quote. Or at the very least, that's what the Wyoming media has been calling them these days. Traditional, with traditional in quotation marks, Republicans. One of the fun things about being me is I have some time to do a little statistical analysis You see, I am able to chart where people vote and how often they vote and how those votes compare with everybody else. And so I tally them all up and I do some quantum computing on all of them and I can determine how often all of these traditional Republicans side with the most liberal members of the Wyoming legislature. This isn't highbrow math. It's really no more complicated than one plus one. But if you listen to all of these traditional Republicans... All of this stuff is just fantasy, and it's all made up, and it really doesn't mean anything. At least, that's what they all need you to believe. Notice that I didn't say that that's what they want you to believe. They absolutely need you to believe it, because if you don't, you're never going to vote for them again after this episode. Anyhow, let's get back to the totally simple statistical analyses that is totally not fantasy, but is absolutely incriminating. According to my own analysis of all of their voting records, and notice that I did say all, right off of yoleg.gov, the 31 traditional Republicans side with Democrat Liz Storr an average of 86.41% of the time. It's almost as if she's directing her own little group of legislators who vote in lockstep. The fascinating thing about this is of the 31 legislators who would never associate with anybody even close to the Freedom Caucus, lowest on the list is Art Washett from Casper. He only sides with Liz Storr 79.2% of the time. I guess in the good Democrat Liz Storr's book, Art Washett is only going to get a high C. The rest of them, though, definitely in solid B-grade territory. Just to give you a couple of specifics here... Former Redcoat Speaker of the House Steve Harshman votes with Representative Liz Storr an average of 86% of the time. How about Andrew Byron? He's on the high side of voting with Liz 
89.2% of the time, and my representative, Barry Crago, a solid 85.3% of the time. Now, does any of that sound like any of these people are Republican in any way, shape, or form? Well, by definition, they can't be. They side with the Democrats over 80% of the time, the entire legislative session. Remember that I said that they need you to believe that they're traditional Republicans? Here's why. There's only three reasons as to why they would vote with the Democrats that often, and none of them are compelling arguments to voters. In fact, the truth is, all three of the reasons that I'm about to explain ought to have you writing angry letters to your representative in the next 10 minutes. The first possibility as to why these 31 people vote with the Democrats as often as they do is they actually agree with them, that they're honestly voting that way. But given the fact that they claim to be Republicans and they have that R at the end of their name, but they vote like Democrats, I don't think that we should trust them any further than we can throw them. But it's a plausible reason. This next one, you really need to understand who Representative Liz Storr is. She's an ultra-rich financier of all things left-wing causes. Just about every possible left-wing cause that you can think of, Liz Storr throws money at it. So could it be that they're voting with her as often as they are to earn her favor so that they might, you know, receive a campaign donation from her in the next election cycle? It's definitely possible because many of the things that these 31 traditional, quote-unquote, traditional Republicans voted for, you and I, and just about every other Republican in the state, wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. The third reason why all of these people would be siding with the likes of Liz Storr and Albert Somers and all of the liberal legislators is a fact, and one that I am going to prove to you in their own words momentarily. But first, an outrageously obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. Spring has sprung, my friends. Well, kind of. Sort of. Eventually it'll get here. And it's time to start making plans about that building you've been planning on your property. The two guys that you should talk to is Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. They're the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else. So it doesn't really matter what kind of structure you've been thinking about, whether it's a, a barn or a roping arena or a giant warehouse, or maybe you just need a garage. Whatever it is, give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. It's 6.30 on a Monday. And unbelievably, I'm thinking about hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic Parmesan wings. They're incredible. And right now, you can get a discount on some of the leftover wings from the April 1st holiday. To make room for a new and special batch of wings... The Winged Food Truck is offering 10% off on all front wings. 
Now it's just the front wings. Everything else is just the same price. So go track down the Winget food truck and get you that discount on some of those specially ordered wings. And the way that you can do that is to go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. And now, back to this morning's program. Before the break, I was telling you how all of these 31 Redcoats vote with Democrat Liz Store in excess of 80% of the time, which kind of means that none of them are Republicans at all, or at least they certainly don't act that way. In truth, there's only three possibilities why they do that. The first is they're being honest politicians and they actually believe in the things that they're voting for. I'm not too sure about that one. When you get outside of Cheyenne, Wyoming really is a fairly conservative place. Admittedly, there are some less than conservative pockets in the state, but by and large, Wyoming citizens really are conservative. The second is that they understand completely who their colleague, Democrat Liz Storr, is. She's a super-rich, liberal financier. And if they prove their liberal chops to her, perhaps she'll throw them a campaign donation next cycle. Don't dismiss that one. While I was down in Cheyenne for those never-ending two months, I amassed a huge collection of photographs with all of these redcoats palling around with Liz Store. So it's a definite possibility. The third reason why all of these redcoats are giving all of us the proverbial finger is that it will benefit them personally if they do. If you're a politician in the state of Wyoming, this is a particularly precarious position to put yourself in. So much so that Article 3 of the Wyoming Constitution mentions bribery four times. Article 3, Section 42 explains what bribery in the legislature looks like and says that the remedy is immediate expulsion. doesn't say that there's a trial or there's a hearing or anything. It says, shall be expelled and shall not thereafter be eligible to the legislature. So section 42 of article 3 covers both the person who attempts to bribe and the person who accepts the bribe. Section 43 is more specific, entitled offers to bribe, and I'm just going to read it to you. Quote, any person who shall directly or indirectly offer, give, or promise any money or thing of value, testimonial, privilege, or personal advantage to any executive or judicial offer or member of the legislature to influence him in the performance of any of his official duties shall be deemed guilty of bribery and be punished in such manner as shall be provided by law. So in other words, the two people that are involved in the bribe, either directly or indirectly, will be punished in such manner as shall be provided by Wyoming law and, according to Article 3, Section 42, shall be expelled from the legislature and not eligible to ever be elected again. And Article 3, Section 45 is yet another section that deals with bribery. It's called corrupt solicitation. So it's pretty clear that the guys who wrote the Wyoming Constitution had very strong feelings related to bribery. And it's for good reason. Because bribery comes in many forms. 
On March 28th, there was a John Patriot chat in Gillette, Wyoming. It was attended by Representatives Reuben Tarver, John Baer, Ken Clouston, Chris Knapp, and Senator Troy McEwen. You should be shocked by what I'm about to play for you. Here it is. This is Ken Clouston on March 28th at the John Patriot chat in Gillette. You know, the other thing for me in Campbell County is, you know, not being a member of the Freedom Caucus. If the Freedom Caucus doesn't take over leadership, I can tell you the leadership on the other side is asked if I would chair either Labor and Health or chair Education if I get reelected. Um, so I guess what I'm saying there is having all of our horses in one race isn't always good. But if, if leadership, current leadership, would put me in a chair position, um, I'd feel good about that because I could still really represent areas of Campbell County that I'm, that I'm, that I'm more of, of maybe of an expert in. It's pretty clear from the audio that Representative Clouston doesn't quite understand what he's saying. However, what is plain as the nose on your face is one of the ways that leadership is corralling votes is by offering higher positions in the legislature. In other words, if what Representative Clouston is saying is the truth, bribery. Albeit indirectly, but the Wyoming Constitution is clear bribery results in expulsion for both parties, whether it was directly or indirectly offered. And the bribe doesn't have to be accepted. Article 3, Section 42 clearly says that if any member of the legislature offers to bribe, then they're expelled. Another aspect of this whole thing is how did what Representative Clouston was offered affect all of his decision-making processes? Directly before the soundbite that I played for you, Clouston goes on and on about how what a great guy Representative Somers is. Certainly, the offer of a chairmanship would affect votes like a motion to override the chair. No doubt, there's a litany of votes that would be affected, as the Constitution says, either directly or indirectly. Another question that needs to be answered is, if Representative Clouston was offered a chairmanship during the 68th Wyoming legislature, and he most certainly believes that he was, which is all you need to prove a bribe, but if he was offered that during the 68th, who else was offered the exact same thing? At the rate at which they were able to corral those 31 votes, it seems highly likely that others were offered a chairmanship as well. And one more thing to leave you with. There's only one person in the Wyoming House of Representatives that assigns chairmanships. It's not a leadership team. It's only one person, the Speaker of the House, Albert Somers. And so this indirect offer had to come from Albert Somers himself. I'm going to reach out to Representative Clouston after this morning's broadcast and see if I can get him to comment on this whole matter. If what he said at the John Patriot chat is true, and we have absolutely no reason to believe that it is not true, there is most definitely corruption at our Capitol building. Well, that'll do it for this morning's program. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. From the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.